Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Continent of Africa. I was so excited to go and to live there. I was going with the ELCA's Young Adults in Global Mission Program. And that year, I would live with a Senegalese family. I would learn about the work of the church in the broader world, and I would learn about how God's love crosses all geopolitical barriers. I was so excited, and there was so much to learn. The first three weeks I spent in country were spent in the capital city of Dakar. My colleagues and I were taking language lessons. We were learning how to dress. We were learning how to address people. We were learning what it was to eat around the bowl, the Senegalese dining custom, and I was so excited. There was just excitement, but beyond this excitement, kind of lingering below this excitement, was one fear that I had going into this year. You see, I'd always prided myself on being a pretty independent person. And my one big fear for this year was that I would become a burden on those who were hosting me. That somehow in this year, I would be not a source of joy, but a source of burden to my host family and those who I did not yet know would become my friends. And so after these three weeks of intense learning, I traveled with my host brother to this small river town of Funjun, the place that would become my home. I set up my room. I met my family. They showed me where the corner store was, and it was all overwhelming. But I was doing my best to tap into those lessons, to rely on the things that I had learned in my own right. And that evening at dinner, You better believe it. I knew what to do. I knew how to sit around the bowl and how to take my share of the plate, and I was doing pretty good. And then I heard this buzz, buzz, buzz behind my ear, and I look around, and my family had this bright light on the front of their porch, and some bugs had been attracted to it, and I looked at those bugs, and one of those lessons that maybe I didn't pay attention to kind of jogged in my memory. Our country coordinator, Pastor Kristen Engstrom, had told us about this bug that you can find in Senegal, that in theory, if you were to squash it against your skin, this bug would release some type of acid, and it would cause your skin to blister and to boil. So I took stock of these bugs, and I said to myself, what are the odds? And so after dinner, my family and I, we migrate into the living room, and we watch TV, and I have no idea what's going on on the television. I'm basically just sitting there, and then I feel this little crawling on my shoulder, and my survival instincts kick in, and I swat it. And I hear a crunch, and I flick a dead bug out from under my shirt. And I looked at the dead bug, and I looked around, and I thought to myself, what are the odds? Well... The next morning, I learned a bit more about those odds. I woke up, and my shoulder was just a little bit warmer than the rest of my body, and I went to feel it, and there were open sores and blisters. It was a little bit sticky. And so 
I went into action mode, right? Because I'm independent, I know what to do. No one else has to be worried about my shoulder. So I pull out my $5 Target first aid kit, thinking that some Band-Aids and a little packet of Neosporin was gonna get this job done. And I try to start bandaging my own shoulder, and you can see how well that's going to go just from here. And so sheepishly, the very first morning with my host family, I walk outside of my room. They warmly greet me, invite me to breakfast, and I give a little nod, and then I just turn my back to them. And for a couple seconds, there is just silence as we all took stock of this situation, at the realization that this was not going to be an easy first day here in Funjun. And then my sister, who was 13 at the time, said, wonk. And I knew that those acid bugs had a name. The wonk had gotten me. The wonk had made me realize that I was going to need some help, that this journey that was supposed to be so independent wasn't going to be like that at all. And so for that entire first day, my family and my colleagues and my new boss dropped what they were doing. They dropped their own agendas for that day and drove me to a clinic and to a pharmacy. And day after day, they took turns helping me wash my shoulder and bandage my shoulder until it had healed and there was just a little bit of scarring left. Now that's a kind of love. In tonight's gospel, Jesus gives us this new commandment to love one another as Jesus has loved us. And Jesus doesn't just tell us about this commandment. That's not what this gospel reading is about. Jesus shows us how to love one another. After he broke a meal with his disciples, Jesus took, out, took off his outer garment, tied a towel around his waist, and got low to the ground to the place of a servant. And he reached for each and every single one of his disciples' dirty feet. And they were astounded. At first, Peter goes, Lord, you cannot wash my feet. No. And Jesus stops him and says, but Peter, I have to. Jesus shows us what love is in these actions. Love is an act of service. When Jesus tells us to love one another as Jesus has loved us, he is telling us to serve one another with the same type of love that brought him to the ground to wash the feet of unwilling disciples. Peter didn't want to be a burden. Who can relate to that? No one wants to be a burden, but these acts of love cross those fears that were burdening someone. Jesus takes what we think is a burden and turns it into a great act of love that completely changes who we are together. For that first month that my family spent tending to my wonked shoulder, cleaning my wounds, I think I said thank you maybe a million times. And every single time, the response was, nous sommes ensemble, we are together. Meaning that the reason we live in this world together is to help one another. It's to love one another. It's to support one another. And if that's true, we are together. There's no burden 
that any one of us can be on another person. There's only the love that we can show one another, and we can only show one another that love because Jesus first loved us in that way. And we know this love. We know that's how Jesus loved us. Because on the night that Jesus was betrayed, our Lord took bread and gave thanks and broke it, saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, gave thanks, and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for the forgiveness of all sins. Jesus prepared this meal as a feast of love. This meal is Jesus' love for the world itself. Jesus poured himself out, got down to the level of a servant in this self-giving love, and offers it to us in this meal. And as we eat of this bread, and as we drink of this cup, we become the very love with which Jesus loves us, and we go out into the world to carry this love. Tonight, we've put the table on the floor here. It's the center of our life together. As disciples who live out the love Jesus has shown to each of us, this is the center of who we are. This meal of love changes who we are, and we are who we are together in this love. So come and taste this love. Come and drink this love. Let this love transform you and let it transform the world. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.